Welcome to the Hypersoft Happy Half Hour with your quarantine dream team, Zigzag and Rufus. Put on your captain's hat because we're going to help you navigate these uncharted territories that are the quarantine. We're going to catch you up on the day's events. We're going to talk politics. We're going to talk whatever comes to mind. So grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hypersoft Happy Half Hour. Oh, the, the weak lungs. <laughs> the double Z saying, what up with you? Good to be back, Rufus. Good to be back in the saddle, dude. It's been a, been a harrowing experience for the big Z, that's for sure. I can imagine it has been, but you survived. You pulled through. Uh, so far, so good, dude. I don't know. I'm not 100%. I'm about 92.375%, to be honest that's with you. better than me on my best day. Yeah, well, yes, their friend, no doubt about that. Uh... Just uh, just get tired super easy now, right now. Really? You know what I mean? Like halfway through the workday, I'm just like, oh, God, kill me. I mean, that's me every day, but now I'm like, kill me. Just don't uh, put me out of my misery. And I'm the, still kind of uh, nasally. Can you hear that I'm still a little bit nasally or not? No, yeah. Oh, you yeah. do sound a little stuffed up. Not too bad. I'm wondering if that will never go away. I'm afraid that that will never go away now. Well, speaking of never going away, I was going to ask you about the, the smell and the taste. The smell and taste are back about, you know what's crazy, is I don't know how many percentages. I know that it's not back 100%, but I have no idea how many percents it is back. Because I'm just so glad to be able to smell anything mm, that I'm like, God. oh, it's back. Dude, when it when I lost my taste and smell, I was like, oh, shit, this shit is for real. What's it like Lady eating up? without taste? Dude, I, can you, I mean, I probably look thinner. I lost like 15 pounds. I was, the moment you came on screen, I was like, holy shit, he actually lost weight during this whole ordeal. Yeah, I was like, hey, man, I was on the COVID diet. Uh, you just fucking, you just kind of curl up in the fetal position and the weight falls right off. That's for me. It, uh, we should give out shots. You know what? Let's for all the anti-vaxxer people, we should just offer a fucking shot that gives you COVID. The anti-vaxxers are going to be the best looking people on earth pretty soon. They're going to be the skinniest for sure. Yes. Yes. All the way, you know, I was thinking about getting a T-shirt that says, I got the Delta variant, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. That would but, sell like hot fucking cake. <laughs> it probably would, actually. You know it would. <laughs> Maybe I will have it made. Now, I don't know if the Delta variant looks any other any different than the other variants, but uh, I probably would need to get pretty specific uh, on my little pointy crown things to make sure that it is the Delta variant. I actually don't know that I had the Delta variant. But I'm going to assume that I did because it just sounds cooler because it's more dangerous. It's spreading faster. You know, why not? Why not? If you're going to have the COVID, why not have the Delta variant? That's what I ask myself. If you're going to survive COVID, you may as well survive the most powerful COVID. (laughs) It was fucking, it was pretty sad, dude. I mean, I was, I was a shell of a man. I mean, it was scary. The probably scariest thing, but I mean, I don't want to harp on my COVID experience. I don't know. It's worth harping on. I think it's, but uh, really, it never really got into my lungs. I was kind of lucky like that. But every day, I would go to sleep, okay? Yeah. And I would wake up with some new fucking odd, like, okay, at first I woke up. This is the deal. I had this weird tickle in my throat, okay? Mm-hmm. And I said to my wife, I don't know. I mean, I don't feel sick, but I'm like, this tickle in my throat, I think I'm going to get a, a COVID test. And yeah. she's like, Whatever. So I go get a COVID test, and I'm not even really feeling that sick, and it comes back positive. 
right? And to get that Walgreens alert, what was like, that check like? Check your thing. It was fucking scary, dude. It's like check your check your results here, and I'm like, oh god, I don't have the fucking COVID, right? So I checked the results, and it's like positive, and my stomach was like, Ugh! it like went right into fucking, uh, I guess, uh, ulcer mode. I'm like, gonna Ugh. ask, did you immediately feel worse? Uh, no. But the next day, when they say it takes a couple of days to kick in, they're yeah. right. Because the next day I woke up and I had, like, this nose thing, okay? Yeah. And I wasn't feeling that great, but I really wasn't even feeling that awful. I'm like, eh. So, like, two days go by, I'm like, eh, this isn't COVID. I can fucking live with it, right? Sure, Not too sure. bad. A little nasally, a little nose cold. And then, and uh, so I'm Dr. Googling, and I'm like, they're like, okay, you need to watch out, right, for day Four, because that's when you lose your taste and smell. Okay. Fucking A, if on the fourth day, I did not lose my taste and smell. I'm like, ugh, they're pretty Ooh. fucking accurate about this thing. Then they're like, now you nearly need to watch out for days five through ten, because that's when it takes a turn for the worst. Holy fuck. Right. So days five through ten, this was the longest fucking two weeks of my life, right? It, I'm, time has never moved so fucking slow, like, for a 52-year-old man, you know how you're like, oh, my God, where'd the fucking month go or whatever? Yeah. This yeah. 10 days lasted, like, fucking six months. Okay. Okay. So I wake up, and I don't have any taste or smell. I'm like, ugh. So what I'm doing was, like, you know, I burned the nag champa during the show, yeah. right? So I was putting it on my nose. I'm like, oh, my God. And this shit is super strong, dude. It's like the kind of fucking incense where I can taste it in my mouth, like, tomorrow after breathing it in. Holy and shit. I couldn't fucking smell it, dude. And I'm like, oh, my God. I can't even fucking smell this. Was there any, any sensation at all, or is it just air? Just air coming out? Well, I mean, it. my nose was kind of stuffed up. But, yeah, oh, there's yeah. no, nothing, nothing. So then I'm, like, trying to, I'm, like, in this bit of weirdness. I'm, like, trying to smell shit. So I'm trying to smell hand sanitizer. I'm like, I can't smell anything. Then I'm, like, coughing because it's the fucking danger with, how, with losing your smell is. When you can't smell something, you're, like, inhaling it fucking deeply. I was going to say, what if you had, like, a radon leak or something? Yeah. Dude, they're like, watch out. because I mean, that was like a warning. Watch out when you, you might have a fucking gas leak in your house and you don't know it because you can't fucking smell it. Mm. So I talked to my buddy who had lost his sense of taste and smell, and I'm like, so how is it? He's like, well, and this he lost, like, a year ago. He's like, well, I'm about 20% right now. Oh I'm like, my oh, my God. 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 And smell forever, right? So I'm Googling all this, and they're like, yeah, most people get it back in three weeks, but some people get it back, never get it back. I mean, there's people that still don't have any, and then there's people who have it, you know, back at like six months or eight months or whatever. That's fine. So the weirdest thing was, Rufus, like some days I would wake up and I could smell a little bit, and I kept getting this Nag Champa, like, infant stick and putting it under my nose, you know, because I was like, so I would smell a little bit, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm on the mend. And, like, yeah. two hours later, I would smell it again and nothing, right? Oh. But then days Boy, 5 through 10, and you're, like, saying days 5 through 10, you're going to get worse. They ain't yeah. fucking around, dude. Like, day 7 or 8, yeah. I'm, like, fucking – I've never had this before in my life. I'm sitting down – my my wife banished me to my studio, right? There's a bed and stuff down here. So yeah. I'm banished to the studio, and she comes down, and I'm like, why is it so fucking cold in here, right? Oh, no. Turn down the air conditioner. Or turn off the air conditioning. She's like, dude, it's 75 degrees in here. The air conditioning not even turned low. And I'm fucking undercover shivering, like shivering. Oh, dude, I've never had it where I 
fever where I'm shivering. So I'm like, give me another blanket. So she puts another blanket on me, and I take my temperature, and it's like, well, my normal temperature is 97.7, right? I'm like a degree lower than most people. So I take my temperature, and it's 101.8, which is like, I guess, 103 if I run a, a degree lower or whatever. But I'm fucking freezing, dude, and I couldn't shake the fever and the body aches. Dude, when people are talking about body aches, yeah. You know, you're like, oh, how bad can it be, right? But it was like my fucking whole body was in a vice, and they're, like, fucking cranking it down. Jesus the fucking Christ. Delta variant ain't no joke. Let me just say that. It ain't no joke. But you beat it. I did. As far as I know, I mean, I guess. You had a negative well, test? I've had three negative tests. Well, goddamn, you fucking beat it. Well, I would, this little nose thing's a little upsetting, though, Rufus. It's still around. I'm not a fan of that. I, I am curious what it's like to eat food with no taste. Is it just like a mouthful of just mush? What, what the weirdest part was, it, everything tasted super weird. Like, you know I like my green waters? Yeah. yeah. When I couldn't taste my green waters, and I still can't, like, 100%, just everything is just nasty. I, like I said, I didn't even eat. I didn't have any desire to eat. Wow. Right? I was like, my wife would come down, you want me to make something to eat? I'm like, No. And she's like, then she's trying to be super nice, right? Because my wife is super nice. We're like, get out of here. You know what I mean? I don't feel good. I'm like, you know how would you like lash out at people when yeah. you don't feel good? Totally what I was fucking doing. So not and only I, did you survive Delta, but your marriage did. So far. So good far. Good for her. Good for her. She, my wife is a trooper, dude. I was, you know, they're vaccinated. So, mm-hmm. but then they go back to school, right? During this whole thing, they have to go back to school. My wife's oh, yeah. a teacher, oh, yeah. right? And my daughter is a, she's a student, obviously. And so, like, four days into school, my daughter gets sick as shit. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, my God, I gave my daughter the fucking COVID, right? I don't yeah. I know yeah. I say that's COVID, but, okay, I gave my daughter COVID. And so I'm like, you've got to get an appointment. And then my wife gets sick, and she's coughing like fucking crazy. Oh, and gosh. my daughter goes and gets a test, and she's negative. My wife never got a test. She coughed for a few days, but she's okay now. Okay. But I was like, oh, my God. I made my whole fucking house sick because this Delta variant, like, spreads like wildfire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not I, don't, I feel bad because I'm like, I don't know if I gave it to someone and unknowingly. You know what I mean? That you Friday, did. I had smoked a joint with all the people from my work. Well, you probably got it from one of the people at your no, work. I no, know because I, my throat already was a little scratchy that night. Oh. Right? My throat was scratchy. None of them had it. But, I mean, who the fuck knows, dude? Who knows? I mean, that's the weird part. You don't know where you got it. I have no idea. Scary shit, man. Very scary shit, dude. Very scary. And so I just want to say to the listeners out there, Rufus will pay you $100 to go get fucking vaccinated. So send him a, a copy of your vaccination. He's will send you a crisp $100 bill. I work on I the other system. I don't even need a receipt. Just tell me. That All you right. Got it, yeah. And I'll just give you $100. Email him, and he will send you something, even if you're right. in another country. Exactly. You okay. know what I did learn today at work, Rufus? How to tell if there's a, a counterfeit bill. Do you have a bill on you? Uh, yeah, I think I do. The, it, right. It's got, like, ribbons and shit in it, right? Yes, it does. Stuff? I'm going to show you right where the ribbon is on any bill. Does it matter what denomination? Because nope, I have I have not. very high denominations. It does in my not. Wallet. We tested many denominations. The lady from the bank came today to tell us how to find, how to recognize uh, 
counterfeit bills. What about the year? Does that matter? Nope. I, well, that's a good question. I don't know. That I okay. don't know. I guess we should have asked for that. I use a 20 because I'm a high roller. You are a high roller, literally. All right. So hold up your 20. Turn it around so I can see the other side. Now you see where Jefferson or Jackson's lapel is on the left-hand side? Here or here? I know I can't tell which is the left-hand side because I, I'm. Uh, I can't either. Okay, if I turn it this way, I can. I see it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now feel his lapel. And there should be like a little raised, really like raised bunch of bumps. Are you feeling anything? Try the other lapel then. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe you have a counterfeit. You should take that to 7-Eleven and fucking spend it right now. Maybe I have Maybe COVID I have. and I've lost my sense of touch. <laughs> Maybe you have. No, it, I, I got to say, it feels uh, like like if I touch the white part, uh-huh. that's, what, that's what she said, it, it's very smooth. But if I touch here, it feels like there's a texture to it. Uh, yes, that's the deal. There is a small texture to it. It's inside okay. the pool. Yep. Awesome. I mean, it's really there. Now, if I do it real lightly, I can it. I can definitely feel it's like. Yeah, it's very strange, but that's how you can tell if you don't have one of those markers, I guess. But that's the way she told us to be able to tell. So when I counterfeit money, I should add that in. What else? Um, uh, crumple it up a lot, run it through the washing machine once or twice, so it looks nice and used. All right. Uh, and the other thing laundry. is. Only do like two or three million dollars at a time, and make sure that you do it. You just use it to buy cocaine from a cartel. I was going to say, should I roll it up and snort cocaine with it so there's traces? Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. And what you want to do is go down to your local strip club, tuck it in a few fucking bikini bottoms. I mean, if you want it to be a properly broken in twenty dollar bill, that's what you have to do to it. It's got to have traces of cocaine and STDs on it. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. That's how you can tell, and you need to smell it. <laughs> well, gotta love Smells the like ball sweat. It's fucking. It's a real. It's a real bill. Or ass sweat, dude. I can't tell you how many times. Have you ever had like money in your back pocket and you've been driving a long way or something, and then you go to buy something, you pull it out, and it's like wet, and you feel weird handing it to somebody. No, and never tell that story again. What? When I worked at a pawn shop, that happened to me a lot. Somebody would hand me money, and it'd be like limp, <laughs> you know. You know. Yeah. That's another way to make sure that people don't know that it's fucking counterfeit. You sweat on it and you hand it to someone and they don't want to touch it. And then it's like, it's it's real. I would just give them items for free. I was like, you keep your money. Keep your money. Obviously, you're in a bad situation. What was the oddest thing you ever heard anybody want to, to uh, buy or with their pawn shop money? What were most people doing with their pawn shop money? Did you ever hear the question? Yeah. Right? The inquiring minds want to know. Did ever, anyone ever pawn something to get something out of pawn? Oh. Oh, oh the fuck. Or not so even – it's even sadder than that. Not to get something out. sadder than? They would pawn something to pay the interest to keep something in pawn so we don't sell it. They so wouldn't they get would it back. two things in pawn. Right. And – would they ever – then they would come and bring two things to keep two other things in pawn? They would. This is an example. Somebody would have pawned oh, – it, it gets sadder. Somebody would have pawned, like, their grandma's wedding ring right, uh-huh. 
for like $600 10 years ago, and they've never had 1200 to get it out. <laughs> but after three months, we can fucking sell it. So for 10 years, every three months, they've come in and paid the interest on it. And if they couldn't, they pawned their TV to make sure Grandma's ring didn't get sold, but we still had it. Oh, yeah. There are people that pawned shit. very important piece of history. What yeah, was the most historic piece of anything that anybody punted? Could you come in and be like an antiques roadshow and someone be like, yes, this actually was a doorstop used in Thomas Jefferson's uh, estate? Not the pawn shops I worked at. I mean, I wouldn't recognize that fucking thing, and there was no internet. But uh, there was, at one pawn shop that I worked at, an item that had been in pawn for fucking years, like long before I'd been there. And the guy who owned it, owned it, he died. And so we eventually got custody, and it went out for sale. And it was an original 1930s Gibson like not even a Les Paul. It was like one of the original 1930s little weird looking things with a guitar amp, and and we ended up selling it for like thirty thousand dollars. No fucking way. Yeah, this was in Austin where you can Why sell. Why didn't you just fucking buy it yourself out of pawn? Could you do that? Could you ever, if you didn't have the ticket, could you be like, okay, Joe Schmo has gone his hundred and eighty days now. I want to buy said item, but I don't want to buy it off of the, you know, off the floor, can mm-hmm. you just grab a ticket and fucking pay it and act like someone came and paid off their loan? Well, if, well, if it was a normal item and the the loan had expired, then, yeah, you yeah. could just be like, yeah, I'll pay what we gave them plus 10% and let me have it. But for something like this that was obviously worth a, a hell of a lot, you, you could Well, how much did the guy pawn it for? Do you know? Oh, fuck, I don't, I don't remember. I mean, I think he, he pawned it for like five or ten grand. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Man, you really got to be like a specialist to be willing to loan that kind of money on something that, uh, you know, that back then people didn't even know about. So you were like a real-life pawn star. Sort of. I mean, I guess. I, I didn't bring anything in like that. But this was a guitar in Austin, Texas. So there, I, when it came in, there was somebody who fucking knew. Did you have a clever name like Chumley? Did you have a name at the pawn shop? Uh, not officially, but we had name tags that we had to wear. And just on a whim, because I was bored and it was slow, I, I filled out a name request and faxed it into corporate for the name Dr. Funk. And sure enough, like two weeks later, I got an official name tag in that said Dr. Funk on it. And I wore that for the rest of my career. Did you wear that just to, like, make sure that when people brought in bass guitars, they came right to you? They're like, hey, man, it's Dr. Funk. He's the one that's got a pawn out on this fucking bass guitar. No, no, it was just me and the one other guy there were bored and thought it'd be funny. And lo and behold, was, I actually got a name tag. Did he come up with a clever moniker or not? No, of course he was not as clever as I. Did you have to pay for said uh, name tag? No. no. Well, I mean, it's a pawn shop. I thought it was like one of those places where like, you're paying for everything. Yeah, I had to pay a, a monthly fee for my name tag. <laughs> they put you on a subscription. You're still paying to this day with the same credit card that you put in for your monthly subscription for your name tag. I had it for years after that. I wish I still did, but I haven't seen it forever. Now, you were at Worldwide Pawn or Easy Pawn? Uh, it was, when I first started, it was Doc Holliday's, which was... Oh, my God. I found a few yeah. things at Doc Holliday's. But they got bought out by Cash America. 
in, in I our group. I took you guys for a ride. Let me just say that. I'm sure you did. For a little ride. After they took me for a few rides, of course. Pawn shops take you for a ride. That's that's what they do. I mean, but I did also pay fifty dollars for something that they gave me four hundred dollars for. Okay, well, you definitely <laughs> took us for a ride. <laughs> Jokes on them. What was it? Uh, it was a it was a mixing board, right? Like really? A, a Twenty track mixing board, yes. And I got it from my friend Steve Garricky. Or Garrick, Steve Garrick. Remember Steve Garrick? I remember that name for sure. He had a studio up in Dallas, and he was just getting rid of shit. And he's like, hey, do you want this? Give me $50 for it. I'm like, sure. But really, at that point, we had no use for it, right? It did have phantom power, which would seem to be a pretty big deal for the guy behind the counter at the pawn shop. Uh, back then, I'm sure it was. Yeah. And uh, it was a Yamaha, I do believe. And uh, – but – we needed a four track, right? We needed to be able to fucking record shit. We didn't need a what good's a fucking mixing board if you can't record it. <laughs> no shit. It just takes up room. Yeah, it didn't, that it did. It took up plenty of room. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm surprised that they didn't go under after making that loan. But apparently they had made enough good loans to fucking make that one whole eventually. As soon as you walked out the door, somebody came in with grandma's ring. <laughs> right. And they sold it. Out for that thing, I just took them for a ride for. Steve Gerke, is that listening chair guy? Garrick, yes. Steve Garrick. Garrick. Yes, he was listening chair guy. That's right. right. Good on you, Rufus. Good on you, sir. I got a mine like a steel trap. That guy was making all kinds of fucking coin back then. Dude, yeah, he was a big deal, wasn't he? I mean, he was, yeah. yeah. Really, it's my fault that we never hit it big, dude, because remember he had like set aside like three days of free studio time for us up there? And I didn't want to go. We were all ready to go and leave on a fucking Friday, and I decided not to go. Zigzag. Can, can you call that favor in now? He's not in the business anymore, as far as I know. He does, like, IT-type stuff now. Oh, that's a step down. IT's boring. Rock and roll's fun. Yeah, rock and roll was fun back then. We would have been big. Maybe it was right, though. Maybe everything has just turned out for a reason. Maybe we wouldn't even be doing the show. You probably... Would have died like a an Elvis death, I would imagine. I'm sure, yes. How old was Elvis when he died? Uh, I actually don't know. How old was he? He died in the 70s, right? So he must have been. Uh, I want to say 74. You know what's weird is like one of my first memories is when Elvis died. Because really? my mom was so shaken up that she was like crying. And I remember it came over the radio oh, that no. Elvis had died. Did you want to look up when Elvis died? Yeah, yeah. My computer's acting up a little bit. I think I need to replace my. I actually bought an SSD drive for my iMac that I need to replace. Are you talking? I can't hear you. Uh oh, what did you do? Uh oh, you fucked up. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hear me? There you go. What did you do? I hit me. I, I had me. to move the window, and I hit me. Holy shit! He was only forty-two years old. What? Yeah. No fucking way. Yes, forty-two fucking years old, man. Yeah, That's crazy. Forty-two, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Booze, drugs, peanut butter, and banana sandwiches will do it to you. Hmm. Hungry for a pe- now? Did he literally die on the shitter or not? Let's see. Is that a rumor? 
Wikipedia to the rescue. All right. Cause of death. Heart attack, right? Jesus Christ. They got a whole fucking chapter on cause of death. Toxicity. Uh, was, was, it just says cardiac arrest. Right. As the drugs were involved, he declared that drugs played no role in Presley's death. That's the coroner that was obviously making a lot of money to say that. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> drug use was heavily implicated in Presley's death, writes Garolnik. The pathologists conducting the autopsy thought it possible, for instance, that he had suffered anaphylactic shock brought on by the codeine pills, pills he had gotten from his dentist, to which he was known to have had a mild allergy. Really? Yeah. So he was not taking a shit because he was so fucking hopped up on pills that he was constipated. That didn't answer the question. I just Googled, did Elvis die on the toilet? Uh, Thank you. Let's get to the real poop. (laughs) (laughs) COVID hasn't killed your sense of humor. No way, dude. Just my sense of smell and taste. Did he die on the toilet, Elvis Presley? August 16th, 1977, Elvis Presley died in his Graceland mansion on the toilet. Well, on the floor after he fell off the toilet. Okay, so he, had a, he was on the shitter and had a heart attack. That's a sad story. I'm sorry, Elvis. I'm so shocked he was only 42. That's a rough life, man. What's I mean, crazy is the other day, you know, it was just the, the uh, anniversary of Stevie uh, Ray's death. Mm-hmm. And he was only 35. And I know we had talked about this on the show before where I was convinced he was like 50. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you've got to say to yourself, this is a guy that played guitar like that at fucking 35. That's it. He's played like that before 35, which makes right. me angry and also like just uh, awe. You know, well, it's, it's the whole idea that Jimi Hendrix died at fucking 27. <laughs> But he didn't get his first guitar until he was 16. And revolutionized every fucking thing. I mean, at 21, he's playing with the Isley Brothers. Right. Right? And I was watching this thing the other day on the Isley Brothers, and they were talking about Jimmy, right? It just kind of came up, and they were talking about, they were listening to somebody on the radio or whatever, and somebody said something, they're like, yeah, but we got Jimmy. Right? And Jimmy's like Mm. fucking 20. At the time, and he, he didn't even know what a great fucking guitar player he was, you know. And they're like, we kind of owe a lot to Jimmy, and you know, we didn't even realize what a fucking legend he was at the time. And we were like hanging out with him when he was just a kid. It's nuts. That dude was a, a fucking serious turning point. No, oh, there's no doubt he revolutionized fucking music. Just the way people play, the things they do, the sounds they make, the pedals they use, and the effects. He changed it all. I mean, he really fucking it died at twenty-seven. It makes that me that is insanity. It is insanity. Playing guitar for eleven years. You've been playing for how many? Uh, a lot. Exactly. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> I revolutionized right. nothing. You've been playing guitar for longer than Jimmy was alive. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Oh, no, so have I, and I can barely put together four chords. <laughs> you just need to play with your mouth more. <laughs> You're right. I'm afraid my teeth would fall out. <laughs> That's the COVID that loses Because I'm so old. I did see the thing where I was starting to read up on weird uh, side effects people have from COVID. People oh, no. are, like, lose their hair. 
What? It's all kinds of weird shit happens to people that fucking get COVID, dude. There's a lot of shit out there. It does seem inconsistent, like, like the, the ways it affects people. It's crazy. And like I was telling you that my heart rate was super high for a couple of days, and I started reading shit into that. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's fucking damaged my heart, you know? In terms, In terms of, like, of- the medical – real quickly, how would you compare your COVID experience to your – your blood experience in terms of First just like, I want to say, I feel like my super blood let me down a little bit because super blood did not keep me from getting the COVID, which I was convinced that it probably would. Sure. And, but maybe it did keep it from getting into my lungs. I want to say that, but this so. is the deal. Dude. I was so bummed out. I was so depressed when I first got COVID because I kind of had that feeling of being run down and out of it that I had, <laughs> I had my blood issue. That I'm like, said to my because deal honestly, I convinced myself not to get the shot because I'm like, man, I've been in such a bad way for that couple of years. And I'm like, yeah. what if I get the shot and I fucking go back to that place, right? I would really be bummed out. Then I got the COVID and I felt like I was back in that place and I was telling my wife how fucking stupid I am. I'm like, I'm such a oh, fucking cool. idiot. I'm back to where I was. You know what I mean? Because I'm too fucking stupid to get a shot. Um, but now, I, mean, I, I don't feel 100%, but I, I don't feel like I did when I had my blood issue. Not even close. Well, thank God. And at least it wasn't as long. Right, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, if you would have asked me that two weeks ago, I'd be like, dude, I'm, I, I even told my wife, I'm like, I might fucking kill myself if I fucking go back there. God, as crazy God, as that sounds. Jesus Christ. All right, Rufus. Well, we'll do a Thursday night show. We'll recap. Maybe I'll still be alive. Maybe I'll kill myself by then, but I'm not planning on it. I will. Uh, always good to talk to you, bro. Ow, ow, ow. Ow, ow, ow. Back in the saddle again. <laughs> Rufus back in the saddle, too. Right. He's signed up. Saddle Thank down. you, Logan. Miss you. Love you. Later. Later. Oh, man. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.